When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub and all of our advertising revenues will be donated to support this fantastic initiative. It's now based at the Lions Centre on Bolina Road and it's run by our own Kelly Webster. This is a friendly food bank supporting families in the Bermondsey and SE16 area. If you can help support Lions Food Hub in any way, please visit at Lions Food Hub on Twitter or get in touch with us at Achtung Millwall. The Lions Food Hub. Come on, you Lions. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Set no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. Joining me on this midweek review of what is a critical seven-day period in the in the um, the Millwall story. Joining me is show our show regulars, uh, not our, not is our show regulars, Harry Warren and Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, chaps. Yeah, Michael. that that long pause there was. <laughs> we were waiting, weren't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I'll tell you what, grammar's, grammar's, uh, grammar's never been your strong point, Nick, there, and neither has comedic timing <laughs> for me and Harry. Yeah, but I, I, get, I get to edit that, so it makes me sound like um, Oscar Wilde meets uh, William Shakespeare. Um, welcome to the show, boys. Um, I've described it as an important seven days since the, the, um, the defeat at Cardiff last Saturday. I thought it might be good just to kind of have a catch-up to review where we're, where we're at. We're speaking the day after... Um, a welcome, um, however closely run thing, what it was, League Cup win over Cambridge 3-1 last night, which is welcome. Um, but we still, um, we still have a feeling of a club in crisis, boys. And I, I wanted to touch on what I believe to be some of the reasons today. And some of it might or might not um, be comfortable for some people, but I don't know. But um, let's, let's, let's get into it. I mean, we are in a situation where that pre-season optimism feels a long way off now. I mean, Harry, I mean, you've always been a critic of, of Gary Rowett and we were just speaking off air a little bit about, about his um, decisions. I mean, there are many factors that go into a club that um, is in trouble. Um, I always think the manager has a huge, um, a disproportionately large role in, in that situation because he sets the tone, he picks the team, he makes the decisions in game and he sets the the tactics and whatever way you want to put it. I mean, I think this is a massive game on Saturday for Gary Rowett because I think the um, uh, you know the, the the wind is not blowing in his direction at the moment, mate. How do you see it? Um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I thought in preseason pro, uh, preseason pods, I tried to get on board with the Gary Rowett. Um, on the, the railway train, you climbed on the railway train. I, I, I did climb on it for a few stops, and I thought, "Oh, this might be all right." And I sort of saw that I was sitting in third class with someone reassuringly trying to tell me that it was good. We're having a good time, <laughs> and we're not having a good time, are we? Um, the problems from last season still exist. The um, the squad is his squad. I I, I mean, I want to sort of address some things that I've seen on Twitter, that marvellous thing, this modern age, right? Mm. He's been given such an easy ride because we weren't there last season. You have to remember that in the context of this season. No Millwall manager goes 17 games without winning. Yeah, it, it, it just no manager in the world goes 17 games without winning. 
and keeps their job. So he's been given time. I don't, I don't want to hear that he hasn't been given time. Yes, there was an injury crisis, but again, he had a whole summer of a transfer window to sort out where the squad wasn't right. We have eight centre midfielders. We have eight centre midfielders and we play three, right? So any injury crisis, you, that's on you, right? You, you've got a plan for an injury crisis. You've got to try and build a squad. Injuries happen in football. They are a common a common problem, right? Mm-hmm. He has to deal with that. He has to deal with the inflexibility of his tactics. He has to deal with the inflexibility of his substitutions. These are all things we have seen in failing Millwall managers before. And he's at that stage. And we're only four games in. Yes, they won last night. But let's get it. Let's put some facts on that. Cambridge were a League Two side last season and have just been promoted to League One. They're not a League One side. They're a League Two side just been promoted to League One. It's panic stations for me. I see no progress. I see a massively expensively for Millwall put together squad. And I see no leader. I see players kept there that shouldn't be kept there for reasons that I don't understand. I see um, a manager that doesn't seemingly understand us because I don't think he said anything ever really that has made me think, oh yeah, he understands the club because I don't think he does. And then we've got other issues off the field that we can only speculate on. I mean, Michael, I mean, I, I, I try, leading into this show, I tried to think of a way to assess where we are. And I, I mean, we've had five games, five matches this season, five first-class matches, if you want to put it that way. Um, we've, we've got beaten by a very, very decent ex-Premier League side and well beaten, in truth, in Fulham. Um, we've drawn twice with what I would define as middling championship level sides, but both have had their moments and both have their, their, their flappy moments in Blackburn and QPR. And we've beaten after um, a struggle in both games, just because both um, Portsmouth and Cambridge last night went ahead against us. Um, we've beaten two League One sides. Now I was trying to think, what does that make us? It, make, it makes us, in my opinion, a middle to lower table championship side at best at the moment. I mean, is that a fair assessment in, in, in your eyes or am I being harsh? I don't think it's harsh at all. I think you can argue, as we said on previous shows, that UPR, when we played them, didn't play like a team who, who would be pushing for promotion and Blackburn, um, in a similar vein, are a, a tricky team to beat, but not one you would consider top of the table. But Harry, you're talking about investing in players. I get it. You're talking about investing in the right calibre of players, maybe we've got too many players in one position. The teams at the top of the table have spent serious money on players historically over the last few seasons. You cannot get a you cannot get a goal scorer who's going to get you the type of goals that get you promoted unless you pump in serious, serious money. We said in the last show about John Berylson, what does he expect to get from this club? What what does he what does he sort of want us to go to a degree? And you know the long term vision. Berylson's done a great job, but has has he put in the kind of money that we would need to be in a top six championship? Um, and as you have famously said on previous shows, that's worth worth a punt. You said about Cambridge and Portsmouth, Nick. There, Portsmouth are always on the top end of League One, yeah. So they're always pushing for promotion. Cambridge have just been promoted, yes, from League Two, but they're but they're still riding the crest of a wave in a new division, and they're playing against a Championship team who, from results, they could have got a positive result against um, prior to the game, or they would have at least thought they could have done. And I think the assessment of middle to bottom half of the table is is a pretty pretty fair assessment to be true. But one thing I will ask you: you said there, Harry, about the players and everything like that. To what level? And this is to the listeners as well. Obviously, we've got this, this voicemail number as well. But what level do the players then take responsibility? We always say about we're missing these players. We're missing these players. We're missing Hutchinson's leadership. We're missing so and so's leadership. Pierce, for all of his not many qualities on the field at present, is seen as the leader off the field. Where's the where's the leadership on the field when things go wrong? So I'm not sure about you boys, but when we were 2-0 down in the first 10 minutes to Fulham, who looked like they pulled their socks up and thought, I'll give this a go now? I didn't see anyone. No, I mean, just to just to come in on that, and i also put this to, to you, H, as well. I mean, the, the football overall, and I'm talking about the three league games, um, I haven't seen either of the cup games, didn't get down there last night, but from what I've read, 
Cambridge came to give it a go and within their capabilities did give it a go. So hats off to them. And the same for Portsmouth, I think, when, when I, neither of those two games have I seen. I have seen the three league games. And in each game, um, QPR, Blackburn, to some extent Blackburn, but certainly um, away at Cardiff, there have been very short periods, moments, if you like, 10 to 15 minutes worth, maybe 20, where Millwall have played some decent attacking football, usually from a, a position where we're chasing the game and we've had to open it up. And, you know, um, we've, we've had to make a go of it and we've had to change away from this rigid system that you've spoken about, H. Um, but there have been periods, in, and, and this is what bothers me about the squad at the moment, that there have been periods where we've looked like we are a more naturally attacking side than Gary Rowett's um, pre-match uh, team talk is, is allowing us to be. So when we went for it at QPR, which I think was an insane atmosphere anyway, so... You know, that, that was what it was. But we didn't, that, that opening period, I think I said on the show before, we looked pretty good and it was, it, was, it was great to watch. And then it all went very quiet because of silly, sloppy errors. And the same um, after we went 2-0 down at Cardiff, we started playing suddenly. And, you know, we had to go for, I think it was a 4-4-2. We've got Matt Smith in there. We're getting crosses into a player that's a, a, a great goal scorer at this level, um, albeit with other limitations. But anyway, put all that to one side. There have been bits, only bits, where we've looked a decent side potentially, but we've looked a dishwater dull side for the bulk of the of the football that I've seen this season, three games of those five. And, you know, you can talk about, I mean, Harry, I mean, you mentioned Ryan Leonard playing in right back and you mentioned Billy Mitch playing last night in an in a unfamiliar position and so on. Um, but all those players will give you everything they've got to give. I'm just wondering whether they actually believe the players I'm talking about, whether the players believe in the system as it's being um, defined by Gary Rowett, because that's going to come down to a fairly fundamental thing as of whether the players believe in him. And I'm just starting to wonder that now because there, there's been evidence. Of, well, there's been evidence on occasions they can play a very open, fluid style, but then they're being shackled. That would that would do my head in if I was in that dressing room. About your age. I think we're a race car with the handbrake on. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we've we've got our best player playing out of position to fit a system. This is Jed we're talking about, yeah. Obviously, Jed. I yeah. think Saffold's not in the right position. He's not played the position. Under Harris, he played in midfield as a proper midfielder and got forward from midfield. Here we're expecting him to go forward and sort of play at, a, at the base of a two that aren't really a two. A phobie drops into that space, so he's constantly coming deeper and deeper to get the ball. It, it's madness. It's like round pegs in square holes. Admittedly, injuries have probably played a part in that. But you change systems when you have an injury. You don't have to play the system all the time. I can't... The Fulham game, as good as Fulham are, and I wasn't on for the Fulham game, but why in the fucking well did you think you could play football against Fulham? What, what did we think? We were going to play foot, better football than Fulham. We didn't even have to go and have a go. You know, this is what annoyed me. When we had a go, we scored, right? Immediately, they kept coming forward. You know, Millwall fans will never, ever slag you off if you give it 110% and you have a go. This is note to Gary. That's what, that's what we're, you'll get people on side doing that, right? There is, yes, I, we, I know we've got to adapt and I know that we've got to play football and I understand that. And at times, yeah, it's nice to watch. But you're never going to be able to outspend these teams that can buy the quality to play that football all the time. So you're going to have to mix and match it. Going away from home and nicking points, Gary, I've got no problem with. It's brilliant. Well done. Fantastic. But your form, since you've taken over at the Den, which should be your bread and butter, has been abysmal. It's abysmal. It, you know, and that's what puts bums on seats and pays your wages, basically. You need um, to bring the crowd into it, Harry. I mean, I, I do agree. And, and you know, I mean, I, I keep going back to that atmosphere at the start of the QPR game when you've got 2,000 Millwall in, in, in a small type stadium. And, you know, clearly the players were blown away by what the crowd can generate. But they, you have to give the crowd something to, to, to get behind. And we're not doing that enough. I mean, if I was Benicophobe, I'd wonder why I've come here because, you know, he's being served up um, balls that are better played to someone like Matt Smith, who is, you, you know, you, you, you can you can criticise Smith for many things, but he's always going to be a physical presence. And a phobe is more, as we saw, the goal at Cardiff is, is, is a very finely tuned player, actually. He's a good player. And we're trying to use him as a battering ram, which I can't see, I can't see the logic of that. 
maybe I'm maybe no. I'm not a football man. I don't know. No, no, no. There's no logic in doing what we're doing. To keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. And that's what we're doing. We're becoming insane. Um, I've seen insanity at the den once before. Some <laughs> carrot carrot cruncher <laughs> called Holloway. Um it, it, it is. It does feel like that. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. We can't afford. We do a five year cycle at Millwall, and what we've been in the championship five years again. Yeah, but what, uh, what yeah, is, around about yeah, yeah. Right, right. So what we do is we get promoted. We come up with a side. We have a good go, and then we slowly get lower and lower and lower. And the season before we get relegated, there's no real danger of being relegated, and then we get relegated, right? And I don't want to do that cycle again. So I'm very conscious in the fact that we're sitting here and going, hmm, this don't look right. It don't feel right. We've all seen it before. And it's like a car crash happening in slow motion. And the club, if he gets beat Saturday, right, this is the thing. If he gets beat Saturday, it's an international break. So there'll be no wins, right? So imagine imagine we get beat. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's say we get beat. We'll go West Brom away. I think that's the next game after the international play. Yeah, September 11th, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll probably get pummeled about three or four nil away at West Brom because they're a very good side. Um, and then where are we? Well, how many games do you give it? That, that's, that is my, that's my problem. Well, there's a question. I mean, Michael, I mean, you know, one of my notes, I, I, I do do an agenda for these shows, believe it or not, listeners, and then we very quickly veer off into wherever we go. But, um, I mean, one of my questions to the to the the chaps is uh, is is Gary Rowett's future on the line? I I kind of think, Michael, that with the results so far, it will be a question that has to be debated if September goes as as Harry's just described. That you can't keep taking bad results forever, can you? No, of course you can't. I think the last uh, few days. How many days we got left for the window? Um, uh, what's it now? Uh, it's week, it's Kevin, week twenty twenty fifth. Like yeah. 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 So I think he's 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 been saying pretty much since the window opened that we're a few players light. Regardless of what he says that we're going to be light into a good team or a great team or whatever, let's just let's just again play devil's advocate for a few players light. There are players who are going to go. Now I think if these players go, we get some money in for them or we save money on wages, then we get in some players that he wants or some players that he's targeted regardless of who they are, and it still doesn't work, there literally is no excuse. How many, how many, how many more players does he need to make this system work, Michael? That's my, 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 only, my only one, an issue I had as well, um, I, don't know about, I don't know about you, somebody sent me a screenshot from uh, News at Den ratings after the, um, after the game, after the Cardiff game. Now, four players got six or more, right? Mm-hmm. Daniel Ballard, Loney, Yep. Afobe, Loney, Matt Smith can only play 20 minutes. Mahoney, for some reason, he don't play him. So the only four players who've actually played well for us have actually been players bit, who, bit, bit who part, don't belong players, to perhaps. us. Bit, yeah, bit part or don't belong to us. Some level, I this, agree. So I think, yeah, we Rowett is on borrowed time, um, I believe. So I, I, I always get behind managers. But the argument is, who, who would you bring in? Who, who would you Neal, bring in? Alex Neil. I mean, I think, I mean, we, we are... It's, it's a simple, works under a budget at Preston, proven in the championship, does quite well, plays 4-4-2, plays attacking football. Rates Jason Malumbi, who's sitting on a bench at Brighton, if we want to sign another midfielder, because that's all we do, we sign midfielders, so we'll, we'll sign another one. I, I, I generally, generally can't, I can't fathom the transfer policy. I can't fathom it. I can't work it out. I don't understand playing Jeb Wallace up front. And I don't understand why Alex Pierce is there. If he's a leader, sign a leader, sign a new one, sign a new leader with another pair of legs. We let a lot of players go in the summer. A lot of the millwallness of this side. I said it in my block when I was sitting there watching the Fulham game, when we're talking about leaders, people that understand the club, people that understand what we want, you know, they're not the greatest football players in the world. But again, we're not going to have the money to buy the greatest football players in the world. So what we need to buy is commitment, effort and millwallness. And millwallness is resilience. Millwallness is having the bollocks to put your foot on the ball when the crowd are paying for blood. It's having that little bit of nas to know, I'll go and kick someone and get a cheap, give a cheap free kick away in a non-dangerous position and get the crowd involved. All that's gone because you let Fergie go, you let Williams go, you, you don't play Thompson, you don't play Billy Mitchell for large periods of the season, and you're playing Jed, the only one that sort of runs over to the crowd and G's him up. You're 
you're playing him out of position. So he's not by the wing to understand what's being shouted from the crowd and maybe feed that back. It's it's like you're trying with, I understand. And it, it seems to go wrong every time someone turns up and tries to change us. Uh, uh, we're not getting a common theme. Lomas tries to change us. Holloway tries to change us. Rowett tries to change us. You know, I understand we've got to move the times, but you also need to have, if you're going to make that change, you're going to be able, you've got to be able to say, I'm going to make that change and play through the problems, right? That this will create. We tried to do it last season. It didn't work, right? I, I just feel like we're not making any progress. We keep giving this manager money to sign signings. Have any of his signings really been any better than what we've had? That's what I, that's what I questioned. Kifton Bell's old. Evans is the same as Kifton Bell. Saville is a no-brainer if he plays how he did, but there might be a reason why Middlesbrough let him go. Afobi's a decent striker. He spent a lot of money on Zahor last season, and that didn't work out either for injury or whatever. Bennett's injured every two minutes. With, which isn't his fault, but it's a fact. He doesn't rake Mahoney. You know, you start listing all this all this stuff. It is his side now. It is his side. So the, the honeymoon should be over here, people. I mean, there is there is. I mean, the thing that struck me over this this season, these 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 first opening three league games of the season, which is the only competition that really matters. Um, in truth, listeners, uh, much as we like the uh, cup glory, the Carabao isn't a priority for us. This squad, Harry and Michael, should not be playing as badly as we are. I've put we're playing, we're punching under our weight at the moment because um, the cliche is that we over, punch over our weight. Well, we're not. We're punching under our weight because that team is a lot. Well, that squad is a lot better than some of the performances that we've seen. And I'm talking about the defence because the defence has conceded three extremely soft goals at Cardiff um, and was at fault, in my opinion, in both of the other two uh, two games against Blackburn and QPR. Um, I mean, the, my my reasoning for questioning Gary Rao is if he's not got a defence, what what is he? I mean, the, the, he's certainly not the flamboyant manager that's got, you can say, well, you know, we, we look a bit shifty in defence, but bloody hell, we'd not tear a team apart when we go forwards because that's not, being allowed to happen when it does when those moments do come we look a pretty good team going forwards unleashed and now that 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 is that was probably the case last season when we watched some of those dreary endless games we're probably not being helped by the fact it was such a long hard watch of a season last year but you know i mean that football's a results business and our results since what did i say in the last show boys was it was it april or march that we since we last Beat anyone? Bristol City 4-1. Um, but that was, yeah, that was the end that, of season game, H. That, last uh, game of the yeah, season. Yeah, but before that, before that, the run weren't great either. No, we had we had a couple of wins. I haven't got the, the website on at the moment, listeners. So we had a few wins in, I think it was March, without ever really... We we, we were playing that kind of tight style and, you know, we, we nicked results. We haven't ripped into a team and drawn blood for a long time, Michael. And I, I don't know about you. That was really what I was... After a year and a half of COVID enforced, sitting in my back garden watching, you know, lockdown sports from around the world, you know, you really, when I, I thought when I get back to the den, it's going to be so great to have one of those days where we tear into a team and actually get three or four goals and the place is buzzing and you've got the rocking all over the world. And we're not, we're not doing that. And my God, he needs, he needs it because I, I do think that September is going to, was that expression, bring a hard rain on Gary? Because I think, um, that's what people pay to watch football for, Michael. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. And and look, I've just quickly got the results up, having a look that we was uh, talking about towards the end of the season. Let's not forget as well the Millwall victory over Bristol City on the first of May, which is probably the most lacklustre four-one I think you'll ever see in football. Was 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 followed. Let's not forget was followed by a six-one away defeat against Coventry City and some thumpings um, before that, Michael. So was, yeah, was it, yeah. Was it Bournemouth? Was the last beaters? time we won two on the trot, Michael? If you've got the website, Born, in front Bournemouth was a four-one home loss. Because I'm then we yeah, lost, yeah. We lost three-nil at home to Swansea, which was dire. The last time we won two or more in a row was back in March. Was a one-nil against Middlesbrough. A one 0 against Rotherham and a two one against Stoke away. Um, there's lies, there's damn lies, and there's statistics. But yeah, you're right, Nick. I mean, you, you don't even you don't even need big score lines. I mean, you, you were standing there yeah. about sinking your teeth in and like really destroying a team. I think the only game, apart from perhaps Forest away, 
just before the lockdown. Well, it'd be um, that, yeah, that one then. Yeah. It was that. But the only one I can think of when the den was really rocking, I don't know about you guys or the listeners, if, if again, they want to tweet in, was probably the Charlton result. And what was that, November 2019? That was the last, the last time yeah, that we yeah, that's the, yeah, late, we, the we, late Matt Smith winner, wasn't it? In, in the, yeah, in that was the last time we time. really saw a game where, you know, like you say, you had that atmosphere, you had that that pump, you had everything that that felt good. I mean, is this, let's be brutally honest, Gary Rowett, for all his faults, for all of his criticisms, he is a he's he's a he's a modern manager. He plays a style of a of a five two three five three two. You know, he tries to, to like you know sort of build defensively and then and then go on from there, which some managers mean to do. Is it is it just that we we unfortunately we're now in the modern game where you no longer see these big results? Because you were saying there, Nick, about the about the performances and ripping your ripping teams apart let's just broaden that out to football in general when was the last time we saw like it in the Premier League when I mean, you know when United win 5-1 against Leeds but yeah, I do good. take your point I do take your point about what you're saying but he is literally the antithesis of boring he literally is he goes home to a beige house and <laughs> land food and and, and likes plain pasta. Idea, I had, yeah, plain pasta. I had the idea that Gary Rowett as a child was left in a room playing with toy soldiers, even though it was nineteen eighty. Poor old and Gary. Was Atari out, we, right? we, can't, we can't go down this road. <laughs> no, because because I I, I can't understand like the idea. Like, I know I'm Birmingham beat it. Luton five 0 at the weekend. They did um, with but with Ryan Woods playing well and um, apparently so. And, um, and Bowie, got four past Sheffield. But, but, I, I think that we are in the modern game and Michael's making a good point. Um, we are in the modern game with modern management and modern expectations, whether you like this or not. And I think to some level, we at Mill will struggle with this because we are not a modern football club. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, you know, the elephant in the room is the media storm that's been provoked by, um, you know, by the, the, the booing of the opposition knee, which people will have their own opinions and views on. And, you know, I, I'm not going to come on here, listeners, and say whether anyone is right or wrong on, on this issue, because it's like political questions generally. There's, you're, I'm not going to convince you of my view and you ain't going to convince me of yours. So, you know, you don't tune into this show for that. Um, but it, it, it's, it's it's a foolish person who thinks this doesn't have an impact, this, this, the booing of the opposition knee. Um, and the impact of that, as we saw with, with Sky Television against Fulham, is, is you get a storm of criticism. Now, many is the Millwall fan that say, fuck them, um, Sky, fuck Sky TV off and fuck everyone off and we're going to exist in our own, um, you know, kind of siege, siege castle. The problem is you can't fuck Sky TV off. You can't fuck independent uh, newspaper. You can't fuck The Guardian off. You can't fuck everyone off because that's not how the business works. And, you know, it's, it, it's one thing to say um, I don't agree with the gesture. Um, it's another thing to actually actively 
um, boo it because that gives your opponents, all the people that hate Millwall, and you know I've been around Millwall now for fifty odd years, so I know full well the world would love it if we didn't exist. And um, unfortunately, you're loading their guns and and they're shooting us with it. And you know, I mean, boys, I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, but type Gary Rower into Twitter and see what comes up. It's a storm of criticism for him because he he came out and said there should be a better way to to show the the anti-racist um, credentials of, of, of the game and 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 and, and the yeah. sport generally. Yeah, um, I think sorry to just to quickly touch on that, Matt. Sorry to interject. Um, yeah, but it but it's true. You you, you type in Gary as you say. You type in Gary Rower on Twitter or or social media search engines and and. The the uh, this 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 call it is it is the sort of like criticism and sticky gets again whether it's right or wrong in your opinions of it, it, it that stands to you but there's a lot of people voicing their personal criticism of Gary Rao as a person yeah as a man as an individual you know and I think the problem you've got not problem you've got is and this is where I, I believe wasn't it Ian Holloway who said a while back a few years back that some players struggle. Or, or won't go to Millwall because of that perceived reputation. Yeah. yeah. It's a reputation we thrive on, rightly or wrongly. Again, I'm not going to go into that. But you don't even know, like you say, Nick, how the criticism of the club is it could be affecting the morale of the team. It could also be affecting your signings that you get in. You've already said uh, correctly that we are in the modern game and every single listener to this show is is part of the modern game because this technology that enables me to speak right into your ears right now and, and you can get to listen to harry and michael and all the other boys and all the other shows that are out there exists in the modern social media world that's that's how it happens so the players are in that same world harry and, and they, they will see and read the torrent of criticism of Millwall football club now you know you and me both know that um, you can say fuck them all and that's, that's <laughs> that was that was easier to fuck them all in 1975 I'll tell you this much than it is in 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 2021 because the world won't leave you alone and it, there is a price um, people won't like to hear that and people may well come you know perceive what I'm saying as a criticism of them which it isn't but I, I think you have to be realistic in the world there is a price that you pay when you put your head above the parapet in any direction and the price that, would, that is being paid is i would uh, i would i believe is, is is a kind of an erosion of of the public image of the club and also yeah, therefore they, whether whether players will come and sign for us yeah they talk about brands now don't you whatever whatever firm you work for they talk about the firm's brand. branding yeah brand middle management on business courses will talk about your brand and and yeah. your relationships and your networking and all this bollocks right which anyone who you know does a nine to five and works as a plumber or a builder or as an electrician you know which most you know, arguably most Millwall fans are. I'm not saying that we don't have people in higher professions and higher places, but we're, no, we're but a working class. We are who we class. are. We are who we are. Um, and we prefer our very simple way of dealing with issues is if I've got a problem with you, Nick, I call you a cunt, you call yep. me a cunt, and we go our yep. separate ways and that's it, right? We either carry but, on calling each other cunts or we decide or, we're going to sort it out in Zampa Road, you know? I mean, right, that's, that's it, that's, right? But that's that's our very simple um, disputes process, right? it's a valid one isn't it it's a valid one you know pistols at dawn and so articulately put as well absolutely but it's truthful I'm not going to beat around the bush and say it isn't but the world now panders to bollocks right and this is this is the thing right we you know there is a place for mental health and whatever but there is also um a wider concept of a sharing caring world and outside of these four walls shall we say now the problem is, is with uh, with the increased scrutiny that social media provides that anything that you say, do, whether it's 20 years ago, five minutes ago, five minutes time is always judged in the context of the modern day, i.e. major criticisms towards the British Empire in the past is therefore mine and your fault in some people's opinion, although you weren't alive. Right. You are supposed to feel, you know. Uh, I was alive. I was alive for it. You wasn't alive for it. You wasn't alive when you decided to march into South Africa or something like that. (laughs) No, don't go that far back. Right, exactly. Just quickly, before you continue, this is your fault, Millwall Football Club. You just, just 
just about beat Cambridge, Harry starts talking about the British Empire. This is your fault. I apologise on profusely, but there, but there we go. Right. So the, the, the wider point is, is that there's always going to be people that criticise you. I, it was a long winded point, but Michael's cutting it off. They're, they're, they're still with that. There's always going to be people that criticise Millwall Football Club, regardless what they do. What, whatever Millwall do is going to be wrong. Right. And sometimes, you know, whatever Gary was going to say after that was going to be wrong in some people's eyes. So I think he was written a very hard position. Um, and that is the that is the problem with having Sky TV do a live game in these times. Um, at Millwall Football Club. However, yeah, it would be silly to say that some things are probably not helping, but at the end of the day, he is the leader of the football club in the fans' eyes. He's the leader of the football club, arguably because of our chairman doesn't spend a lot of time in his country for a number of reasons. He is the leader um, with Steve Kavanagh, and it's up to them to deal with deal with these issues as best see they fit. And currently, I don't believe that they're de- giving themselves... They're sort of fighting with one iron tied behind their back. And there's going to come a position where they've got to make a decision either way. You can't do both because doing both is not helping either. The um, club's in a difficult position. And I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I repeat, listeners, I'm, I'm not saying anything of any criticisms of the club or fans or anything because people, you know, it, we, we do still just about live in a semi-free country and people have their, <laughs> their rights to their views and opinions. Um, I think what, what often happens in this life, and it goes in all directions, is that people's right to express their views and opinions is often claimed without there being consequences to those views and, right, and, and opinions. So, you know, you, you, can, you can boo if you must. I, I don't quite understand the need to boo the opposition's knee, because if, we, if we're not doing it, if that's your starting point, then um, that should be game, set and match, because that's, that's not being done by Millwall. Um, the destructive nature of doing it against the opposition, which allows the those who are not our friends to to cast us yet again as the great villains of of the sport, and therefore means they can ignore the, the same issue where it goes on elsewhere because it does. You know, we've all we've all watched um, various various clubs on TV where you know the booing rightly or wrongly goes on there too, but you only ever hear about Millwall. Why is that? Because we have the name, and that's that's the name that we on the one hand, reveling by saying we don't care, but also there is a, there is a cost to that. Now I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying anyone. Nick, can I had a point on that. So yeah, go for it. The, the, yeah. Basically by doing that, we piss the opposition off. Let, let's get it out there. Right. I'm not saying it's right, wrong or otherwise. I, again, like you, Nick, right. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion on it, but you piss them off. Right. You You're basically, you're basically jabbing a caged tiger at that point and then not expecting the tiger to come out wanting to kill you, i.e. wanting to play better against Millwall Football Club. It also gives referees, I think, uh, depending on their uh, their views of that, gives referees a reason to maybe not see the deliberate pull in the box. I'm not saying referees are corrupt, but they're only human and therefore their own biases will come into it because they're humans. You know, as much as VAR takes away some of it, it's still the referee's decision given preference. And that has consequences as well. Sorry. Uh, It does because, uh, uh, you know, we're not in the Premier League. And then interesting on on that point, I I was I was interested, whatever you you think of the new listeners and you'll have your own views and I'm not going to tell you what to think, but... Um, something really struck me. It was Brentford's um, first fixture of the season, which was against against Arsenal. Martin Tyler, who is a commentator, you know, is is um, has been around a long time actually. But anyway, he's, he's kind of sold his soul to the devil now with, with Sky TV. Football was invented in nineteen ninety. Yeah, he's, he's of that ilk. But anyway, yeah. my, my point being that last season Brentford did not take the knee, as a, that was a group decision taken by their players. They stood up at the kickoff, um, but now Martin Tyler put it this way: as he, as as they uh, Arsenal and Brentford took the knee, um, Brentford taking the knee as per the Premier League remit. That word and that word stuck in my head. I wrote it down because I thought that's. <laughs> Did that's Ivan very... Tony stand? I don't I've, know. I don't know. I Ivan, to- Ivan Tony's previous stand was that he was not going to take the knee because he believes that knee allows the government and the people in charge to pass the buck on to players or something along those lines. I believe he has a good point um, because, you know, it was quite notable when we played QPR, Harry, last season, 
last time we really spoke about it on the show because I don't really fucking need the shit listeners. You know, if, if I if I speak on these matters, people come call you all names. This is not the House of Commons. It's not the House of Commons. I'm not here. I've had a heart attack recently. I don't really need it. But I thought, well, we can't really. <laughs> the member dis- for Bermondsey North retracts his remarks. Of you can't. The opposition member a cunt. You can't talk allowed. about. You can't talk about Millwall and do it justice without this issue coming up because it, you're just being, um, you know, you know, you're not really dealing with the club in, in in the in the big picture. So whatever you think of the rights and wrongs of it, and whatever the, um, whatever the the, the remit of, of whatever you want you want to put it, the Premier League or the EFL, the the fact is that we are allowing ourselves to be cast as the ultimate villains of the game. Um, I believe there will be a con. I'm not blaming all the, the, the fact we can't defend a set piece for Toffee on, on this, and <laughs> nor that you know Gary Rowett's tactics. The back five have become stuck in treacle when you yeah, the ball comes I mean, in the air. It's clearly had an effect on Marlon Romeo. I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm, I don't think I'm selling state, uh, state secrets in saying his, you know his dramatic loss of confidence and form or whatever way you want to put it has, has really come since um, QPR. Now people will say. I can almost hear them. I'm not, you can almost I'm, hear the fucking. Fucking, yeah. I can, <laughs> I can hear almost it. hear I it. I can hear it. Um, you can hear it, listeners, can't you? You might even be saying it. Fucking. And and so it goes on. But you can't keep saying fuck it for everything um, because we are in the modern world. And Michael, you know, you work in a professional environment. Harry, you do too. So do the listeners listening. If you op- If you think of football as operating in that work kind of world, which it kind of does, whether you like it or not, there are consequences for behaviour that um, is defined as being unacceptable now, rightly or wrongly. Um, I, you know, I, I, I just think I think people that we're not, we're not in nineteen seventies anymore, boys. That's that's, that's my right. point. People will say it's their right to counter protest. That would be that is basically well, the, yeah, they, the, yes, the that's, line. That's, that's that's right. That yeah. is the line, right? Yeah. Now, I, I understand that point as someone that you know is all for freedom of speech and the expression and whatever. But as you said. For every action, there is a reaction, and they both are actions, and they both are having reactions, positive and negative, on both sides. Is that fair? I think it's fair. I mean, it don't. I mean, the injury crisis doesn't help. The for reasons that we can only speculate on. The, the defense has gone to pieces in moments, critical moments, and when we've played a fluid style, we've looked a hell of a lot better than we've been tr- when we've been trying to be um, the Italian kind of Catanaccio style and keep them out. But um, there we are. I mean, Michael, I, 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 I'm aware that everyone's at work and I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, free and easy. But um, I just wanted to mention that. I, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd want to say from your side while we're on the subject or before we close it, shall we say? No, I think I think you you two gentlemen have, have sort of articulated it well, and, and as and as we touched on one way or another, it sort of has the potential to to damage the club, doesn't it? So uh, it also enable a poor manager, a poor a poor decision making manager to hide behind an external um, yeah. controversy. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. he's done his and stock. No, no, according to the Guardian and other football podcasts are available yeah. that I listen to. Um, he did get a bit of a tongue bashing. Now, I, I used to, he, which is very unlike Gary Rowett, because normally he's, he's Mr. Held, up as, he's yes, Mr. held up as a very sort of capable manager doing a good job. And um, I don't know whether that would have stung old Gary's um, rather large ego that I fear he has. Um, the, thing, the thing is, the thing with it as well, with Gary Rowett, uh, without, without, just, just again playing devil's advocate, if he does not, if he is not sort of sacked or released or whatever, would he just probably think? Because as we've always said with Gary Rout, yeah, like he says he gets the club, but he's not a Millwall fan. He's 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 not from he's not from London, is he? No, no, no. Would he no, would no. he would he think when he gets to the end end of his contract, like fuck this, I don't need this anymore? Because I mean, football management is the only thing where you get rewarded for failure. I mean, let's not take that away. <laughs> if you fail in football management, no, 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 Harry, hey, he, 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 he might, might do. My do. point is, football yeah. football's such a sort of unique job in the sense that if you work for a company or you work for a company where they've done something and you don't agree with or or, or whatever, and you leave, you, you can either leave because you don't agree with it, or what will happen is, is your company could do something and you would go, you could say, well, yeah, my company have done this, but... I only work for him. It pays the bills. I don't have anything to do with it. I may yeah? have said that. I may have said that myself in the past. 
that's a fucking car crash of a decision why are we doing that it's not my decision let's go on yeah yeah my my point is is that i've lost count the amount of people i've worked with go well this isn't the direction i want to go in but it pays the bills or you know like it's my job it's nothing to me as long as i keep my down doing my job i go gary rowett for whatever reason, whatever the direction of the club's going in or, or with or with whatever's happening off the field with what we've just discussed, Gary Welton can come out and say, well, I, I, I don't agree with it, but I'll do my job or whatever. But they're now, they're now pigeonholing him or having to go at him for something that is, like, as we say, outside of his control. So yeah, he, can't, he can't change Millwall fans' opinion on something yeah. that's not football-related. No, 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 should he? I mean, you know, no. I, th- yeah. I think, no, no, I think, I think I Michael's point is that by, by, by saying what he said, um, looking for a better way, I, I think there are other ways that you can show your anti racist credentials. Um, and we will have done that in the past. And I, I don't, I'm not sure why we aren't doing that more actively. I think we should, um, as, a, as an alternative to the, to the knee. Um, I think that that's, that's, a, that's an area of the club. The club has nothing to learn. The Mill fans have nothing to learn from anyone about being anti-racist or inclusive or whatever whatever buzzwords you want to use because it's, we've been doing that one way or the other since the 1980s. You know, it's, it's, it, there's nothing... We, 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 we should be seen as forerunners for of it or whatever, the outriders, whatever, whatever way you want to put it. But somehow um, things like this are, are, allow others to cast us as kind of... Um, I don't know, Bermans' branch of the Ku Klux Klan or something. You know, it's it, yeah. it's a shame. I, I find it a heartbreaking shame. And I'm also not, just to be clear to listeners, I'm not telling you what to do. You've got to do whatever you think is right. I'm not, no one's going to listen to me. And I've got no sense that um, you can change people's minds on anything particularly other than just to bring the facts of the situation to your attention. And, and I'm not blaming the, the poor form of the, of the season so far on it either because I think there's other factors I think it's a side note in what is a rapidly a, developing story shall we say I agree boys you've both got to crack along so I'm going to bring this conversation to a close I just want to mention if I may that we're up for the <laughs> you might not want to vote for us now um the football content awards <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think this through, Nick. <laughs> Vote for us. No. Put, this bit, put this bit at the beginning, Nick. Put this no. cut it into the beginning. Cut this back to the front, and then um, listen. I, I thought you either don't mention it, in which case you're, you're being dishonest with people, and I will never be dishonest. You might not agree with me, or you might agree with Harry. You might disagree with with Michael or not any of the other boys on the show. But one thing we won't do is pull our punches because. We're, we're chasing, um, I don't know what we're ratings. I don't know, fuck knows. I'm kind I don't of know what we're rating. I don't know if we're chasing ratings. I always think that I'm on here to create content for people to engage with. That's kind of... That's very high-minded. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people don't rate my opinions. I don't, I don't take it as personal. They're just my opinion. I'll probably go for a drink with you down the pub and we'll chat about well, other we, things. I would go for... I, 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 it's a rare Millwall fan that I've ever met where I really, really wouldn't want to be around them for long. You know what I mean? I'm, is that I'm, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, been, I've been to the cricket with H um, no I mean you know what I mean I mean people it gets very heated online and people often perceive slights and and um, opinions as personal knocks and that's not where I'm coming from at all I'm not telling anyone what to do um, because you're going to do what you're going to do anyway whatever I say um, whatever um, the club says you're going to do what you, you well, want exactly. to do that's Mr Byfer now has been saying to stay off the pitch for years and no one's people managed that yet but um, people are going to do what they're going to do, and and yeah. But I, I think you have to in this life, you've got to be prepared for the consequences, if whatever they might be. And I haven't got a clue what they might be, but there might be none. In which case, um, so what? <laughs> They'll carry on doing it anyway. Carry on doing it anyway. Anyway, my, we, we're up for an award, and we'd love to go to an award show, and um, you know, be. Uh, we're already nominated, so we might. We're nominated we on the shortlist. Should we yeah. just? Should we? Just, if we get to the finals, like in terms, of, do they have another final stage? Can we go to the award this time? Yeah, yeah. No, I've had the email. I'm waiting for the ticket prices, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you all a shout when when we. Not oh, you all. Not, this is the boys on the show. Not I don't mean they want a, a mob of Millwall. I mean, the, in, the mob of Millwall. Maybe we should raffle it off. That'd be great. <laughs> well, we could all boo when. It... I'll tell you what, listeners, depending on how much these tickets are, will be whether we start a Patreon in the next couple of days. <laughs> we will never last time, go down the Patreon route. Weren't they like 160 quid? Yeah, that's stupid. It was really dear. 
I don't know, I'm only going to go if we're, if we're winners. So I'm not going to fork out a load of money for that if, if we're not winning. Anyway, but you can vote for it. it's not a free bar. If it was a free oh, bar. No, no, ain't a free bar. No, it's, it's, if it was 160 quid and a free bar, I'd go, should we just go and drink 160 quid's worth of wine? But I it's was not going to happen. I was quite happy with last year's video presentation. On, and they sent me um, a little kind of um, framed, you know, like an Ikea framed certificate afterwards. But So that was fine. But anyway, if you want to vote for us. You didn't maybe, actually get a trophy. I didn't know this. This is no, no, no. I've got to try. I'll send you a photo. Yeah, I'll tell you um, what, because there's because there's six of us on the show every two months, we have to send it to each other. I haven't received so it. Our is, it, is it because of my performance? Is this my performance? <laughs> yes, you? right. You're, you're it's, it's, you're you, getting... it's you just getting the poxy three-star ratings on iTunes, Harry. That's ruining it. <laughs> yeah, it norm normally is, mate. I mean, I think the first ever ragu we got was brilliant get, show. Get, get rid, rid of, of Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, signed, but, Harry, signed Harry's mum. Signed, signed <laughs> R. Woods. R. Woods. <laughs> signed, signed, signed Jay, Nick Hart. Jay Budvarsen. <laughs> Jay Budvarsen. Before that, it was Tanner no, G, Jay G, Archer. G, there was one called G. Rowlett on there as well. Yeah, so G. Rowlett. Rowlett as well. <laughs> Football content of all. Tweet us. Say I am voting for Achtung Mill in the at the, F, the underscore FCAs for best podcast. Thank you. And that way we get to win it and and then we all go out there and boo everyone and um <laughs> generally make um add to the club's we're gonna, reputation we're gonna we're gonna give harry a bottle of wine and see where it goes oh, with god you. help us get on well, my drugs cocktail listeners i'm no use to man or beast after two glasses so anyway there we are um thank you for listening to the show dear listeners we'll probably come back next week after blackborn review whatever the debris of um saturday <laughs> <laughs> The post-Kabul uh, airport <laughs> show <laughs> that Bermondsey. The <laughs> last, the last flight out of City Airport. <laughs> Big thank you, Harry. Big thank you to Michael. Gonna let you both crack along, boys. Thanks for listening, dear listeners. We'll probably see you at the weekend. Until then, Arriva Dirty Mill and bye for now. You're listening to After Mill. Who do you want to watch? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.